everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 37 of Backseat Directors, and I'm your host, Andre Hutchins. This is your number one movie review and recommendation podcast. That is right, where you, the listener, can join me for a movie review. I'm so happy to have all of you guys back here listening. Very happy to be back in the podcasting chair. And uh, today I'm going to be going it alone. Uh, I will have a couple um, reviews from the members of the audience. uh, But other than that, this is going to be a rapid fire movie review. So let's go ahead and get things going. So this past week, I was able to go catch an advanced screening of a movie that I was actually pretty excited uh, to go see. And so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and just introduce this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And this week's movie is The Foreigner. Movie details. Chinese immigrant and now British citizen, Quan Min, played by Jackie Chan, lives a quiet life in London as a single parent and restaurant owner. All that changes the day Quan's daughter, Fan, is killed in a terrorist bombing by a rogue cell of the Irish Republican Army, better known as the IRA. Quan sets out on a mission to find those who are responsible for the murder of his daughter. When he finds no help or answers from the British and Irish authorities, Quan decides to take matters into his own capable hands. The Foreigner was released in U.S. theaters on October 13th, 2017. It has a running time of 1 hour and 54 minutes, and it is rated R for violence, language, and some sexual material. Okay, so I have been given a couple of suggestions on how to improve this portion of the movie details. And so from now on, when available, I will add the content ratings from the very trusted website kidsinmind.com. And I think this will help all the listeners get an idea of what kind of content is in each movie, just because I think, at least for my audience, I think this is important to those who are listening to the podcast. Um, So, okay, so so Kids in Mind, uh, they use a 1 out of 10 scale for sex and nudity, violence and gore, and profanity. On sex and nudity, they rate the foreigner a 5 out of 10. There is no nudity, but there are two instances of infidelity, but there are no sex scenes. On violence and gore, they rate it a 7 out of 10. And this is uh, this is rated a 7 because of the aftermath from the bombing. So you, you'll see bodies lying on the street and so on and so forth. Also, there is gun violence. And for profanity, it rates it a 6 out of 10. And I hope this is more helpful, and I will try to do this as often as I can. Kids in mind, they, you know, they update uh, their ratings or their content ratings the moment a, a movie does come out. So if I ever do a movie review uh, that, you know, it, it, just because I got to see it in the screening and I don't have that content rating, I'll try to do the best I can to give you guys an idea of what to expect. Okay, so The Foreigner. It stars Jackie Chan as Quan Min, Katie Leung as Fan, Quan's daughter, Pierce Brosnan as Liam Hennessy, Orly Brady as Mary Hennessy, Liam's wife, and Ray Fearson as British Commander Richard Bromley. I cannot begin to say enough good things about Jackie Chan. I mean, come on. One of the most likable actors I've ever seen on screen. You can't help but smile when he smiles and just the consummate professional. Jackie does all of his stunts in his movies and even at the young age of 63, Jackie is nimble as ever. So The Foreigner is directed by Martin Campbell and Campbell has directed many well-known movies and here are just a few. 1995 James Bond Goldeneye, also with Pierce Brosnan. 
1998 Mask of Zorro, and arguably the best James Bond film starring Daniel Craig, the 2006 Casino Royale. The Foreigner had a production budget of an estimated $35 million, and with such a small production budget, this film has already seen a successful return in its opening weekend. Domestically, The Foreigner brought in approximately $13 million, but internationally, The Foreigner brought in over $88 million with a box office total of $101 million in its opening weekend. Even at the ripe age of 63, Jackie Chan is still a box office draw. People love Jackie. (laughs) All right, listeners, let's go ahead and jump into the movie review. Backseat Directors Movie Review. All right, so the moment I heard that Jackie Chan was back in a feature film, I knew I wanted to see this movie. I love Jackie Chan. I have so many good memories of his movies, of his specific, specifically during my high school years. Iconic Jackie Chan films like Rush Hour in 1998. Jackie Chan partnering up with Chris Tucker was a movie making gold. It was a match made in heaven. And Rush Hour was so successful, it they, they made three of them. <laughs> So I, I'm not going to speak to uh, you know the quality of the later two, but I love that original Rush Hour. And then comes along Shanghai Noon with Jackie teaming up with Owen Wilson. I mean, could two actors have been more different than Owen and Jackie sharing the big screen? But just like Rush Hour, Shanghai Noon became an iconic, uh, uh, an instant Jackie Chan classic. I, would, I don't necessarily would say iconic, but a definitely a Jackie Chan classic. Uh, those movies showed the absolute lovable nature of Jackie. He has such a natural gift of making you love him. And honestly, I think it is because he seems like a genuinely happy person. And he seems to genuinely love his craft. You know, just, just acting in general. Jackie, the shining example of a person who found his passion and pursued it. Okay, so Rush Hour and Shanghai Noon really highlighted the lovable nature and, and comedic abilities of Jackie Chan. But do not expect much humor or lightheartedness in The Foreigner. Jackie takes on a much more serious and subdued role as a father who has nothing left to live for other than avenging his daughter's death. And he excels at it. Jackie Chan is the main reason I wanted to see this movie, and he did not disappoint. I think I've, I've stated this multiple times already, and it really is only because of how impressed I was by Jackie. His on-screen fighting and the ability to still do his own stunts at 63 years old was just awesome. I'm 30 years younger than Jackie Chan, and I'm pretty sure I would be unable to do what he accomplished in this movie. I've heard some, some people say uh, that he has shown or that he has slowed down a little bit, and he's not as quick as he used to be on screen, but I completely disagree. The action sequences and close hand-to-hand combat were the highlights of this film for me. With that said, the movie as a whole was good. I wouldn't call it an instant Jackie Chan classic, only because of how much time he has to share with Pierce Brosnan's character, Liam Hennessy. The movie really is two stories in one, and part of the movie focuses on Quan's vengeance for his daughter, and the other is Hennessy's attempt to maintain power and control over his IRA ties and his political position in Ireland. I don't think that took away from the overall quality of the movie itself, but I did feel like it stole a lot of the spotlight away from Quan and his overall story. The more intriguing story for me, though, wasn't Quan's story. It was Liam Hennessy and the entire IRA storyline. 
the backstabbing, the secrecy, the overall drama of the IRA organization. It really was fascinating to me. And I liked Pierce Brosnan as Liam Hennessy. I thought he did very well. And the fact that he is actually Irish really made him feel like a natural fit for his character. So here are my two biggest complaints about the movie. The entire plot of the film is based on Quan avenging his daughter's death. And in the first two minutes of the movie, you do get to meet Quan's daughter, who, by the way, is uh, for all my Harry Potter fans, is played by Katie Lung or Cho from the Harry Potter movies. And so they have a quick interaction and conversation while in their car, but that's it. It's literally like two minutes. There is not enough time given to develop their relationship. So when she is killed, there's not really much character connection or depth felt from this loss. Jackie Chan does a good job of showing his grief as a parent who lost their child. But for me, it felt empty. I would have really liked to have seen more time to develop the relationship so that when she is killed, the audience will go to those depths with Quan and feel his emotions and his loss. Now, my last critique of the film is something I really could have done without. It was the very strange infidelity between some crucial characters. I'm not going to give this away or spoil it. I just, for those of you who do go see the movie, I just kind of want the shock value to be there. And really, this was all about shock value. They were family, not by blood, and it just seemed way too soap opera for me. I mean, they did have a reason behind it, and it it wasn't just for nothing, but again, I, I really got the feeling that it was added more for the shock value than actual real story value, and it felt, felt completely unnecessary. Okay, so let's, let's wrap things up. So the message of this movie seems somewhat construed to me. I, I think what a lot of people could have taken from this movie was that it shows you to what great lengths a parent will go for their children and what they will do or want to do to those who bring their children harm. And yes, I would agree with this, but I wouldn't necessarily consider that a good thing. Quan goes through something absolutely horrendous and tragic, something real-life parents have gone through and experienced. And I have no doubt that people who have lost loved ones because of such a heinous crime as murder have had feelings of retribution and revenge. I probably would too. I'm not, I, I, I can't, I honestly can't even begin to imagine. I was hoping, though, that there was going to be a more clear message of triumph, specifically for Quan, and a bravery to face down the near impossible uh, challenge of facing life without those that you love. But that wasn't this movie, and that wasn't the message. Um, overall, I, even though I felt the message of the movie was was conflicting, I know a lot of people probably won't care about that. Again, like I said, I think it was a good movie, but let's take a moment now and hear from some of the members of the audience and how and what they thought of The Foreigner. Hey everyone, uh, we're here with a couple members of the audience. We just got done seeing The Foreigner and we're going to get their quick take on the movie. Uh, so my name is Taylor Myers and I thought that it was okay. Like it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, but I could recommend it to specific few people. Other than that though, I'd just say Redbox. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm his brother, Spencer Myers. Runs in the family. Same opinion. It's a red box movie. Yeah. Uh, it was fun to see Jackie Chan do something a little more serious, but it was like one third born, one third taken, and one third Irish soap opera. <laughs> That's very good. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Okay, listeners, we are at the final segment of the podcast, and that is our backseat director's recommendation. Our recommendation. Okay, everyone. So. What is my recommendation on The Foreigner? 
overall, I did enjoy this movie, and I'm glad that I went to go see it. You know, <laughs> the last few screenings that I have gone to, um, which for me have been complete duds. This one was a definitely it was it was it was refreshing. It really was, and I enjoyed the movie. Um, however, do I think it's a movie that everyone should just go out and see right now? No, not really. Um, I, I think, you know, if you're able to go see a matinee or go on Tuesday family discount night, um, yeah, absolutely. I think the movie is worth seeing. And, and I do think the movie is worth seeing at least once, especially if you're a Jackie Chan fan. Um, however, the, the recommendation I'm going to give is probably a maybe wait. Um, but I hope that doesn't take away from you know, really the quality of the film and how much I did enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that, that is my recommendation on The Foreigner. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode and our movie review of The Foreigner. I uh, really hope you guys enjoyed today's review, and I love doing this podcast. It, it's, it really does bring me a lot of pleasure and just a lot of joy interacting with so many of you online. And and yeah, I really do, I, I do this podcast for you guys, for the listeners. And so yeah, it, it means a lot to me that you guys enjoy the podcast. Um, and let me know what you think of the podcast. And this is the point that I'm getting to. It helps the podcast out so much. If you guys leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, please take the time to do that. It would mean so much to me personally. Um, so yeah, so again, um, thanks for listening today to today's episode. Make sure you stay up to date and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and so many different other podcast outlets that are out there. And one more time, thank you so much. This is Andre Hutchins from Backseat Directors, and we'll see you guys next week at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. It's movie day. Yeah, the time has come. So many different types of movies we can all choose from There's action, adventure, animation, and comedy There's sci-fi, and westerns, and classics, documentaries uh, So many options, so much variety There's a perfect movie for you, and him, and her, and me uh, So find your seat, in the perfect row Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone.